The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So if somebody asked me how was the Chinese Grand Prix, the only thing I would turn around and say is it was good, but it wasn't Bahrain good. My name is Rishi Kapoor and Kunal Shah is sharing the table with me. He also shares the podcast with me. Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor get together to bring to you the Inside Line F1 podcast. And Kunal, uh, good to have a race, but very sad that we don't have a race for another three weeks. How was the race? Hi Rishi, hi to all our listeners, hello to everyone across all the time zones who listen to us. Uh, I really like the way you put it Rishi that China wasn't a Bahrain for us and somewhere between all of us, you know, we all want to make sure that every single race that happens, we have multitude of overtakings and tire strategies etc that keep happening. But you know, since you asked me the question, I think the Chinese Grand Prix was good by itself. It wasn't a Chinese product like you know, you'd probably pick up from the streets. Uh, having said that, uh, we ex- we got the Mercedes domination we we were expecting, or probably if I may call it the Lewis Hamilton domination now, and uh, I think I wouldn't really complain much. I mean, it was it was all right. It was interesting in pieces. What do you think? You know, talking about the complaining bit, Hamilton wasn't complaining. Every driver on the grid complained about bad tires or you know flat spotting and graining except him because he was in the lead he had no pressure Rosberg was fighting another battle so he would like China more often than Bahrain (laughs) very true and like you said isn't it surprising that a Lewis Hamilton who's typically known to eat up his tires wasn't complaining about tires at all (laughs) yes yes because Mercedes has made it not about the tires and more about the engine it's really nice to see them win but you know this whole uh Question of now Hamilton dominating and, and Rosberg catching is brought us to this conclusion of where is Formula 1 heading and we're going to both share a general feedback. I'm going to start with Kunal actually sharing his. I think the new formula has been good except for those noses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm somewhere used to now the engine sounds. It'll be great to have them slightly more gruntier Maria Sharapova types if I may call it. Okay. Ooh, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we are having a lot of wheel-to-wheel racing. For a change, we also somewhere saw inter-team battles in China. So I think I'm overall pretty good. I mean, we've been a little cribby only about the engine noise per se on our podcast. Correct, correct, correct. Now, the way I also look at it is along with what you said, and I totally agree with everything you said, I also believe that, you know, every time a formula changes, it's going to benefit some and not going to benefit the other, except Ferrari. That actually doesn't do well in either of the last two changes that we've seen. Uh, but, you know, it, it's still good to see the baton being handed to s- someone else because, you know, everybody can't be a Schumacher, win everything and still be the people's favorite. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought out the people's favorite because for a change, I mean, you and I have been both Schumacher fans. We've also been Vettel fans and we didn't really complain when they are absolute domination. And for a change, when... The dominating diver is far from your favorite. No. I must say I got a little bored as well. I mean, 
if that's the case, can you please hand over that baton you were talking of to Nico Rosberg? He really deserves it. Come on. Yes, he deserve, deserves it. The baton actually in the Red Bull case has gone to Ricciardo because if I'm a quadruple champion and I've been told twice in two races that my, my teammate is faster than me, I'm going to be slightly worried. I'm sure Vettel is worried. I'm sure Christian Horner and everyone else in Red Bull is pretty worried as well. But let's let's face it. I mean, when Vettel's car is going to get running, he's probably going to beat Ricciardo as well, like we've seen in the last couple of races. But having said that, Rishi, the critical part about Red Bull Racing that really had me hooked was that they, for a change, are treating Ricciardo and Vettel on par with each other. And they are making sure Vettel also accepts that kind of a treatment. And Gunal had some great reasoning to give behind this because, you know, he, he always thinks Weber was an outsider to the whole Red Bull system that they inherited from Jaguar. And so, Vettel was always going to be their blue-eyed boy. You know, the Red Bull Racing Program, the Junior Driver Program, is one of the most uh, recognized programs globally. You know, like we all know of how Lewis Hamilton came up the ranks through McLaren. And now it's about Sebastian Vettel who's come up the ranks through Red Bull Racing and has tasted success. Let's remember that Daniel Ricciardo, Jaime Algorsari, Sebastian Buemi, all these sets of drivers that have come, have somewhere come up through the program. Okay, much like we have Daniel Kivat, who we'll talk of in the next couple of minutes. So to me, Ricciardo is very much a Red Bull product. Somebody who Dr. Helmut Marko, is he a doctor? I don't know, has also seen come up the ranks. So it's about saying that, you know, here's two of our best products in, in our best F1 team possible. And it's up to you guys to go beat each other. You know, whereas in Weber's case, like you said, he was inherited. He wasn't really a part of the Red Bull program. Mm. But I really want to see how Sebastian Vettel takes it. Because let's face it, he has been the spoiled child in that team. And rightfully so. A spoiled child you talk about. I'm going to talk about a spoiled team. I hate it when there's no McLaren versus Ferrari in Formula 1. And there is McLaren versus no one because they're so far behind. And McLaren is looking bad. I am getting a feeling that Jensen this year is going to quit McLaren at the end of this year because, let's face it, he's wasting his time. He, he's come to a ripe age where either he should win or he should quit. And at the end of this year, McLaren will try and woo Alonso back into them and Honda. And there's going to be a big cubic change. You know, what you said is actually doable, theoretically. In fact, even practically, we all know uh, that Ferrari are going to take longer to recover because you know of the problems they're facing. And it'll be interesting to see where Jensen Button fits in all of this because we all know he's a talented driver. You and I both love him as a driver. And at the end of the day, I was a little surprised when McLaren was out fighting for P12, P14, P16 with Toro Rosso's and I think the Saubers of the world. It was a little surprising. When, whereas they should have actually been the top Mercedes customer team taking the fight to the works team, you know, which in this case currently is Sahara Force India. Now that you bring up Sahara Force India, you know, Williams and Sahara Force India, absolutely in the mix. Sometimes one car looks good, sometimes the other. It's really interesting the way it's shaping up for them. But what is interesting is how it's shaping up for those minnow teams, you know, if I may call them the midfield teams, the smaller teams that are fighting for survival in terms of money, but also fighting the, the politics game, you know, because we all know that the top four or the top five guys will try calling shots and try manipulating the sport. If I'm a Williams or a Sahara Force into F1, I'm just going to watch the show and wait for what comes on my plate. Yeah, like you pointed out, you know, the, the Minnow teams, as we call them, or the defranchised six, as, you know, they've been spoken about last week. 
are suddenly going to feel the pressure and this is natural and it's a little unfair as well where the top 4 5 teams where williams is because of their iconic status a part of get to decide on all the rule changes get to agree or disagree upon you know if the rule changes will be mid season pre season post season etc mm. and to me the larger issue here rishi is about the distribution of power in the sport and the distribution of commercials i think the sooner or later th- these issues are solved and sorted the better for the sport in the long term because let's face it the sport is genuinely lacking you know big time investors and sponsors being attracted except for a genie has who's taken a team right now yeah last time we named him wrong sorry whatever we called you you're a nice man you're getting a team just get one of us to drive it and we'll be sorted yeah i'll probably do the commentary with you <laughs> <laughs> okay having said that uh, now that you tell me what is good for the sport and what is not uh, the courtroom drama with red bull racing that happened around the sensors and suddenly there's been new development to that point a they've been denied the podium they got for australia they've been stripped of stuff and points and and it's it's not good for the sport but the verdict was not in their favor and this is something to do with this with this with the fuel they use yeah it's very interesting that you know we've been reading reports that the total and it's not total as you and i'd like to call it the total fuel that is being supplied that name by gujarati the fuel that's been supplied is the chemical composition is somewhere affecting the sensors or a part of this fuel sensor that's there but you know what's crucial rishi like you mentioned Correct. they have been denied the podium that ricardo scored in australia mm. okay because self policing in formula 1 has never worked in the past and it's something that should not be encouraged so we should leave the fia to do their bits and i believe it was possibly slightly unfair to red bull but in the global perspective it was the right thing to do Now the right thing to do is also to go away with telemetry because you don't need it. Like Rosberg showed, he can just recover from anywhere and and come to the podium without having any of those complicated graphs. That's how racing should be. Yeah, you mean he had no wingman support from his pit wall, right? No, I know he yeah. couldn't even take a start. Yeah, you know, to all those guys who believe that V8 to V6 and hybrid power units is a good transition, etc. Okay, who also want to do away with tire warmers next year because hey, you and I don't have tire warmers for our, for our road cars. <laughs> My question to you Rishi and probably open to everyone is why don't we do away with telemetry then I mean we use active telemetry systems to improve car performances I don't think the best and the most expensive of road cars also uses active telemetry I just imagine if that had to happen and somebody uh, for example Siri came on 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 some radio and told you Kunal you are point too slower on Tulsi Pipe Road it's going to be just funny so, so you know having said about what is right and what is wrong and, and as you say formula 1 is is a great place for uh, development of the road cars what i also want to know is if if the rules are so strict in formula 1 then why can't they just get the laps right if there are 56 laps in a race then they have to be 56 it doesn't depend on one idiot who's counting the wrong because he they don't even go wrong in cricket so if you have one less lap in a race they've saved a lot of fuel yeah you know i thought hamilton was joking when he said you know did they just show me the checkered flag mm. and then post race we get to know that they actually ended the race mm. a lap earlier can you imagine kobayashi i'm sure now claims that had a valiant move over jules bianchi over the last lap mm. Okay, he's been denied of the place, and everyone's been talking of how it'll cost the team millions of dollars. But that aside, 
I just think it's not right from a sporting perspective. You know, what if there was a change in the lead of the race for some reason? So if I'm Kobayashi, I will not hire a racing director. I will hire an astrologer to see what is wrong with my stars. It's just not going right. But best of luck to them. Best of luck to everybody. There's going to be heading for Spain. A lot of uh, inside news coming your way in the next edition of the Inside Line F1, including a Formula driver. India's top tin top. Okay, that sounded musical. India's top tin top driver. Aditya Patel is going to be with us in the next edition. So you catch him then. Till then, wherever you're driving, keep it safe. But keep racing and also vote. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.